and we're connecting and we are live with michael is it barrow or barrow barrow like arrow with a b on it michael barrow of dan's comp so we met a couple weeks ago and we talked about doing this live stream and talking about Dan's and your role at it and you know talking about Dan's before changes in like structure of the business and uh, talking just about all kinds of different things so before we get into any of that can you just give me the rundown on your job and what you do at Dan's comp oh geez yeah well thanks for having me on I really appreciate it yeah man uh, basically if it deals with marketing stuff the short answer is if it deals with marketing at dan's i've got my hand in it somehow mm -hmm. um, youtube social media advertising anything like that there i probably have my hand in it in some way catalogs stuff like that so a little bit of everything team stuff all that so it's fun i enjoy it it's a little bit what i've done before but now I've transitioned to it where it's like full time. Nice. So um, you're also in the videos on the YouTube channel. And what did you do before at Dance? Was it the same thing? Because I knew you were in the videos before things changed too, weren't you? Yeah. It's funny when you look back at those videos now, I kind of like cringe because it's like, ah, it's so bad. I'm sure you're probably the same way if you look back at videos from like, seven years ago you're like what the hell was i thinking yeah i think most people who are like <laughs> conscious people are like oh yeah i'm way better than i used yeah. to be but yeah i did that i also did um, a lot of the rebuying so i had particular brands that i work with and just you know bringing in product for that i wrote the descriptions and did the specs for the catalog and the website so anything like frame specs chain links like I was out there pulling the frame off of the off the shelf measuring that and it's always funny like coming across like the manufacturer spec and then the real deal spec mm -hmm. sometimes there's always a miscommunication between the the brand and the actual manufacturer because you know a lot of it's made in Taiwan right and, you know so something's usually often we're we were typically the first people to really let a brand know of that that, so that was, was pretty interesting. That is really interesting, and I didn't want to dive too deep into anything before we did the myth busting, but uh, <laughs> I I kind of am curious now because I have noticed that on Dan's, when I'm looking for like geometry of things, there are differences between what the website of a company says and what like different uh, mail orders have listed as well and i didn't realize that like there was some actual footwork behind that yeah that's that's pretty yeah, cool heights chainstay lengths those were the big ones weights weights were huge especially during the like the mid-2000s when everyone was like a like a weight weaning for the most part mm -hmm. like everyone but that was like this when everyone was really big into the super lightweight stuff we would event we would weigh these you know these frames or forks or whatever they were and you know this is the real way mm -hmm. so I, that's honestly i think that's where it started that was before my time out there but i think that's where they started of like okay we need to start doing everything ourselves because 
whether it be just a brand trying to not like calling anybody out, but maybe they were weighing something without full, like without it being painted or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or a sample. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's there's definitely discrepancies that can happen throughout the manufacturing process, and sometimes things get forgotten about through the the thing, and they may have weighed something. Like I mean, working with Alienation, there have been times where I've weighed stuff for the guy after he sends me the sample, because like, well, it's we need that information, and I have yeah. the sample now. Uh, so we mentioned myth busting. This is one of the ideas that uh, came up with when we were talking in person. And I think this is super fun and just a cool way to be transparent. And just that, like, yeah, everyone knows that there are things said about Dan's comp, especially yeah. from before they were bought out. And I guess yeah. before we even get to the myth busting, can you give some, like, details? Oh, your camera froze again. No. Oh. Oops. Because you froze for a second, and then I guess I'm frozen. All right, here, two seconds. We'll, we'll fix this real quick. Uh, as I'm saying here, he'll be back in two seconds. So uh, as I was saying, Dan's comp kind of like faded away a little bit, and then they were – can you take it from there? About how, like, the transition under the new ownership? And, and just what it, that might be for someone who has no idea that anything changed at all. Okay. Yeah, in two, man, 2017 or 18 is when they, things started really trying, really struggling over there under the old management. Mm -hmm. And so they were looking for uh, a buyer. And during, two, I mean, it was very tail end of, 2019 it was purchased by a name and a lot of people know the name a main from a main hobbies or a main cycling um, but it was kind of cool which was one of the reasons when they because i already left before then because mm -hmm. i was already in another position outside of bmx i had a, a good career going and everything i was not looking to get back into the the industry yeah i mean i still rode all the time but you, know, you can't stop that but i was well just out of the industry and i wasn't planning on going back in but a long time dan's employee and like mentor of mine who's been there since god the 90s and he was actually the reason he's honestly like a big reason why dan's got so big or is as big as it is and he was the one that actually transitioned them into freestyle because before that's how dan started dan duckworth was he was in other races, and then they brought, I'll just say that his name's Frank, I'm not going to mention, but the guys that are in the industry, they know Frank. Yeah. And he, and he rode freestyle, and he really got Dan to start selling the freestyle parts, and to me, like, Frank is Dan's, and he transitioned from old Dan's to the quote-unquote new Dan's, and we'll get into that, but, um, yeah, he transitioned with it, and like I said, they, they asked me, it was the tail end of 2019 is when they were purchased and i i talked to them and i think i got back on in october of 2020 and a lot of it was because of what they were telling me of his his exact words uh, where we want to get the band back together mm. so he's like we got frank we want you we want to get 
several of the like the OG dance guys back and essentially hand you guys the keys back to it and run it how you want to run it. Nice. And that was a huge moment for me of like, okay, yeah, they're doing things the right way. And um, I found out that they were actually, the higher up at A-Main is actually, his, his kids raced. So he actually would buy stuff from us when we were vending at the races. Mm. So he was already a customer of ours. Yeah. And I later find out that there's actually a pretty good BMX scene in Chico where they're located. So they already had three BMX dudes like already working there. Nice. So I was like, man, this is actually, and then Frank, you know, like the fact that he transitioned with them and he was like, yeah, I really think you should, you should do it because like they're, they're getting back the way like things should be. So after that, like, I was like, well, if I don't do this, I'm going to kick myself for not trying mm -hmm. and, uh, and just trying to see how it works. And it's been great so far. I really appreciate everything A-Main has, has done for us. And what I tell people is it's the same like core brand, but we have a much better backing out to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's, that's cool to hear. And, and on that note, we talked about this myth-busting thing because there's yeah. some people who have their ideas about dance comp and their preconceived notions of what it is and what dance comp does or means or whatever it might be. Yeah. And uh, if there's anybody who's watching right now who has any of those, feel free to leave that in the chat and we can make it part of the myth-busting. But you kind of feel like being the marketing guy. I mean, you've heard it all probably. Oh, yeah. So, like, let's hear some of those top, like, we call this myth busting because there's these <laughs> myths out there that people think about Dan's comp that might yeah. not necessarily be true. The big one was always uh, Dan's didn't have a showroom or like Dan's didn't uh, have BMX staff, which was always a weird one to me because like, how do you run a BMX company and not have BMX riders on your staff? But Dan's was actually my local shop. Mm -hmm. So if you've ever been to the Mount Vernon store, I, I don't, did you ever go out there with mm -hmm. one of our games? We did several yeah. parts of our games. Um, but I think it was always funny because people would travel. When we started doing those, people would travel out there and they're like, oh, this is like any other regular bike shop. And that's, we just had a giant warehouse attached to it, but literally the, the warehouse is just, I mean, the, uh, the showroom was just tiny little room that had some BMX bikes on the, on the showroom floor and had some frames some parts the rest of it was you know the typical stuff that you find at any other local bike shop like mountain road so yeah it was always my local shop and it was it was always cool i always thought that was funny though that it wasn't uh, people always said that we didn't have a showroom yeah and was, like and the fact that we didn't have riders on the staff when we legitimately had oh uh, like advertisements and props videos of the guys riding the ramps behind Dan. <laughs> that is funny. And like you can see the Dan's logo in the background, like on the building. I yeah. just thought that was always funny. That that is pretty funny. So, as what other big ones were there? Uh, let's see, Dan's being corporate owned. That was always funny, because it's always been private owned, other than Dan sold it in I think two thousand or two thousand one, like early early 2000s yeah he sold it to ccs or 
I should say, I think it's Alloy, which also owns CCS Skateboards. Okay. And that's the only time, that was only for a few years, very short years. Uh, that's the only time I think it would be ever considered corporate, quote unquote. And they quickly realized that they can't run it like a corporate business. So guys that already worked there ended up purchasing the business back. Mm. And so and that, again, was still early 2000s. And ever since then, even now under A-Main, it's all privately owned. Okay. So there's no, like, big investor behind it or anything like that. It's a privately owned business. It's just a guy and his wife that owns A-Main. Yeah. And that's that's it. <laughs> and like I said, they had already had BMX riders on the staff and had a good history with bikes in general yeah but my direct boss skateboards and rise mountain bikes and he's the head of marketing at aiming and then all the dan's guys were all riders ourselves and obviously we're at dan's under aiming right so, right that's interesting um there's one thing somebody they didn't give any context but just said the codes talking about discount codes uh, yeah, they I'm always not... had crazy codes you could use. Yeah, it seemed like there was always some kind of code uh, yeah. craziness That's... going on. Uh, yeah, I won't get into why that was. There wasn't any... <laughs> the people that were there know the reason behind it, but worked out for customers. But yeah, it's a, it was a bad decision having that many things going at one time, that deep a discount. And I, that... Ended up, I know why they did it, but it also ended up hurting them in the long run. Yeah. Okay. We'll still do all the codes now, um, but we're very more aware and selective of, of what we do. Yeah. It, it makes sense. I mean, it was pretty crazy there yeah. for a while. And I mean, like, so, I mean, from your experience, how, how, is how are things man this is a hard thing to ask so like when did you start working there that would help like start working at dan's the journal first time ever yeah oh i want to say 2006 or seven okay so you were there like when things were popping off oh yeah okay so like what what did the process of things i mean I mean, I don't know how much this can even be talked about or what is behind it, because I don't know anything, but I just asked a question. Yeah. So what what did it look like as things started to take a turn downward? Like, what? I mean, what even brought that upon? That's the thing. I don't think there's any one thing that did it. Okay. It was a snowball effect. Some of them were just bad business decisions, but a lot of it was them trying to do so much to support the industry and we never talked about this and i i know why we didn't talk about it but i feel like at this point it is something that because i guess that goes back to our rumors thing of like dan's doesn't support the industry or anything like yeah that. i always felt that always was me for me i i never understood that because we would sponsor grassroots stuff we would sponsor you know this big team we would sponsor the big events like Dew uh, Tour, uh, Texas Toast, stuff like that. But we were also, there were 
a few brands that were struggling even before the old vans were struggling. And we were essentially paying to keep them afloat. And I, I'm not going to like name any names or anything like that, but these are to us and still to this day, like those are our friends. You know yeah. what I mean? We've been in this thing with them since the beginning. And so if they're struggling, we're going to try to help out. And we certainly did. I don't know to what extent, but I know that it was to the point where, you know, we were really helping these guys get their parts brought in, like prepaying for, for everything up front. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know that ended up kind of hurting us. And then there was a big port strike at the time, right before Christmas, which everyone knows in retail, like Christmas, the holiday season is huge for anybody in retail. And there was a big port strike, so we didn't have good inventory at that time. Uh, everything had to be paid for up front. And at the time, BMX in general was starting to, to tank. I wouldn't say a tank, but it started going downhill for sure, just sales in general across the board. And like I said, that was just a, a snowball effect that they just they dug a hole that they couldn't get dig themselves out of. Yeah. So some of it, I'm sure, it was bad business decisions, but a lot of it, I really do think. And I'm trying to think of when I left, like 2017, I think is when I left, somewhere right around there. And I kind of saw the writing on the wall. Yeah. I was like, this is, something's going on here. Um, that's why I just decided to to go ahead and go and part ways, obviously, on good terms. But, uh, yeah, I think a lot of it was just them trying to do, beforehand, trying to do so much to help out these brands, to help out the industry as a whole, that it did end up kind of backfiring. Not that it was a bad decision to support these brands that were potentially struggling or anything like that. Because like I said, those are our, those are our friends. Right. But it did, you know, end up kicking them in the ass sort of thing at, at the end there. Just like I said, a hole they just couldn't dig themselves out of. Right. Nobody, really nobody's fault, I don't think. They definitely made some bad decisions at the very, very tail end. And I honestly, to this day, I have no idea what happened. Amy has no idea what happened. But that was another reason why when they contacted me to come back, I found out what they were doing for those customers that were affected by what had happened at the very end there. Like people not getting their orders, not getting contacted. Amy had no clue what was going on. Like, they took over the business, but they had no record of those orders and nothing. So people were calling in, they were emailing, like, what the hell is going on? Like, where's my order? And to Amen's credit, and this is what really kind of pushed me over the edge of hearing this from an outside source and also from Amen themselves is we took care of those, those customers regardless. Like, even though we didn't have any of their money, no proof of their orders, we wanted to make it right because it was the right thing to do. So I'm sure they sent out more than what people actually purchased. But at that point, like, who cares? You know what I mean? We wanted, mm-hmm. they wanted to make it right. Uh, they didn't have to, but they really wanted to. Yeah. So anybody that calls in, they're like, okay, you ordered this. We're sending it to you right now. Or, hey, we don't have it. You want to substitute it? Or we'll just refund you right now. And they absolutely didn't have to do that either. No, but it was the right thing to do for sure. Yeah, that's that. I mean, what? How could you fault any of that? 
because then they had no idea and they yeah. just did it based on like an honor system and, and at that point I feel like most of the people who were probably calling in were people who were wronged that far that they like still were sticking with it less than like you know someone who's just like oh this company got bought out like how many you know what I'm saying like yeah it wasn't probably the frequency I don't know what I'm even trying to get out there it's just like I feel like there probably wasn't a ton of people screwing them over with stuff they didn't actually order yeah but I mean there's no way to prove that and it's like I said at that point who cares we're going to try to make you make it right for you like yeah that's just awesome to hear so yeah that's what really kind of pushed me over the edge of like all right let's do this thing you know what I mean yeah and like there's still this negative connotation to the phrase Dan's comp that floats around out there with people who just haven't who don't know and who maybe have that experience or just were in the know of or heard things when stuff started to go south and that's part of why I wanted to have you on here is to like do this myth busting and yeah i appreciate it yeah and just you know those are good questions (laughs) yeah get the word out there yeah and a lot of i mean we're fully transparent with it like we're not trying to hide anything like this is what we know happened and like i nobody that's another thing is they've never tried to hide any of that because like Mm. so that happened before and so there was obviously that stigma and i don't think we did a very good job before of really and i think that's why the dan's for the longest time it certainly got better uh, for several years but before dan's had that stigma of being like a corporate company and i think it was just because they weren't super transparent yeah about just the, the business in general so that everyone thought like some I shouldn't say everyone the people that had no clue just assumed that it was like a bunch of suits or something like that when literally it's like a, like a just a, a call center and a warehouse a showroom and everyone's you know riding bikes they're tattooed like you mm-hmm. know you know like it's not a it's just it's a bmx company right has it. yeah i mean I, with what you're saying i could see how it would very easily get misconstrued or just if there's nothing else there then it's yeah. easy to like whatever you come to in your head there's nothing to argue against it so like well if that's what it seems like it is that's what it is yeah so i think we've done a really good job especially over the last few years under a of just being super transparent with that because like we like i said we are writers like we you know, yeah so I, that was a big thing for me of you know doing the, a lot of the marketing stuff with bands is be transparent be upfront with people like because we're literally the same you know all of us are writers so yeah you know uh so let's see here uh there's a couple things coming through here on the chat that i definitely want to talk about i do want to say like this isn't to say that like dan's comp is perfect and nothing ever goes wrong because nothing can be that way if you're being realistic obviously nothing is perfect and things go wrong so like we're not trying to be like oh everything's perfect and nothing ever goes wrong ever like yeah i mean that's anything our competitors like 
something always at some point something's going to come up yeah. and a lot of times it's just you, you don't have the full story like i can't speak for for them or anything but that's a lot of it that's what it is you hear one side of it and it's like well actually this is the full story and this mm-hmm. is why it happened right yeah so i just wanted to say that after we gave all that praise it's like I'm not trying to say that <laughs> yeah. anything's perfect i'm just trying to like just i don't know the word i'm get rid of myths we're myth busting yeah. uh but a couple things in the chat here so somebody called taco slurpee said dan's came through majorly for me during the shutdown and parts shortages my local shop was dried up so i grabbed a complete from dan's and threw on some aftermarket parts so it's just cool to hear oh, and then, yeah. uh stony old fat guy bmx he's on youtube you may have seen that uh, his channel before he said i bought a complete that had a bad axle from dan's they sent me a whole brand new wheel to ride until the stock wheel came in and i got to keep both i swore by them ever since oh yeah that's the kind of stuff that like so another guy that used to work at dan's he was a wheel builder also working customer service he did a lot of the race stuff too and he's he rides freestyle he's a bit on the channel his name is Derek, but he works in customer service and he's like, man, I always thought we had pretty good customer service before, but he's like, under aiming, like they really try to go above and beyond. Yeah. And that's always kind of been their MO. Now, obviously there's, there's, like you said, nobody's perfect. Some, sometimes things happen, but we certainly try to do everything that we possibly can. Yeah. And that's awesome to hear. Uh, yeah. So then there's another question here. I didn't read it fully to understand it, but I'm just going to read it anyway. Has there been anything said about the distribution of support in the industry being spread a bit more after everything happened with Dan's comp, like people buying local or just from different people? I feel like naturally that would just happen when you have something as big as Dan's kind of fade a little bit. People are not going to just stop buying parts. So, yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit, but I think they probably just ended up moving to during that downtime of when Dan's was completely restructuring that they probably just went to our competitors mm-hmm. because that's always been a, a thing. Like except Dan's was always my local shop growing up. And, uh, but we've always been like more than happy to, help shops out if they had questions and because here's the thing is sometimes we get the backlash from shops and i get it but at the same time is a lot of these shops and we hear this from customers so it's not like just me like bullshitting like yeah we have we get this from customers is like my shop does not support bmx yeah and that unfortunately that's huge like a lot of shops do not support bmx right because you think of bmx or I should say bicycles as a whole is huge, but BMX is this tiny little sliver of the pie. You know what I mean? Right. And so it doesn't make them any money. So why would they carry it? So unless there's actually a BMX rider there or a BMX scene, just a, a lot of shops just don't carry it. And that's kind of where we come in. Yep. And so we've sent multiple people, like if they have an issue, and then I know Amy has done this. So somebody's had an issue with like, we sent them a part. They didn't quite know how to install it, or maybe there was an issue installing it. We've sent them to their local shop. Like we found them a local shop, like go here. Mm-hmm. And if they have an issue, have them call us directly. 
and we will be like installing a gyro is a big one. Yeah. So we'll have like a tech on the phone with that shop, like this is how you, this is what needs to be done. Yeah. Or if there's been an issue where somebody like got, I'm just throwing out scenarios that I know I've heard from customer service, like somebody got a a bike and we check all the bikes going out beforehand to make sure that that's one thing that we do that a lot of companies I don't as far as I'm aware no other mail order does this is if you order if you order a complete bike from us we actually have a few techs that are their one of their sole responsibilities is taking the bike out you know they can't fully assemble it obviously right we're going to check to make sure the stem bolts have grease check to make sure the spindle bolts are tight stuff like that on a BMX assembly line made in Taiwan or China, wherever it's made at. Sometimes that stuff gets overlooked. So we want to make sure that it's like ready to go as possible for you. But I know we had a situation where somebody got a bike and the back wheel was just screwed. Like it got damaged in shipping somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, it's obviously we it's all packaged, but you never know how FedEx or UPS sometimes. Oh, yeah. So their back wheel is completely screwed. It's like, okay, here's the bike shop near you. Have them go through it. And they're like charging 50 bucks to a wheel. Like we're going to completely reimburse you. Like just have them do it. Send us the receipt. We're sending you like, we'll then know you or however they ended up doing it. Yeah. Or actually I think what they ended up doing is refunding part of it. from the credit oh, card. okay. Um, so yeah, like things like that, it's, it gives me, confidence in what we're doing absolutely that's all great stuff to hear and i think that the more that that would get talked about the more positive experiences people have and hear about that the more the whatever that's out there will fade and shift yeah i mean even just the other day i was riding and i i heard people talking about buying parts and stuff and i literally heard someone say f dan's cup <laughs> and like <laughs> part of me wanted to turn around and be like well actually and the other part of me was like i do not have time for this right now i'm just gonna let him let him go and if i if, like me another time because i don't you know i know like yeah i don't have 30 minutes to have the conversation we're having <laughs> yeah god i remember so this is funny. I flew out to Chico, where Dan's is located now, and I don't remember the exact scenario, but I was riding the local park at at Chico, and I saw I heard some dudes talking shit about Dan's. Yeah. And it looked like just this group of like four or five dudes, and they're like saying that we don't have anything in stock and this and that. It's mainly about stock, if I remember right. Like we only stock this brand and this brand, mm. and this was like right in the middle of COVID, which everyone was out of stock on everything yeah. like you know i'm sure you know how it was like yep. it was just it was nuts like mm-hmm. the lead times on everything was nuts anything that came in immediately went out like we were we brought in literally as much stuff as we possibly could to what but the brands the manufacturers they're like this is literally all we can get right and plus, they're trying to allocate stuff to we can't take everything yeah like, you know they got to be as fair as possible right but it was just funny because i didn't say anything but I was wearing a Dan's hoodie and they all like simultaneously looked over at me in the Dan's hoodie. And I guess they had known that Dan's was now over there in Chico. Yeah. And they're like, 
are you a Dan- are you from Dan's? And I just kind of laughed. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what's going on? And so I explained it to him, like what, like the whole supply and demand and COVID, right? All the stuff that was going on at the time in the middle of COVID. And they're like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. And like they apologize. I'm like, no, it's like it's fine, man. Just like that's the story, right? Well, that and that's, <laughs> dude, that's I would guarantee. I'm not even gonna try and pretend to cover it up at all. I would almost guarantee that most of the misconceptions people have in general in life are from just like absolutely no hands-on experience and just like, oh, this is what I see. I'm just assuming that it's this way and or I hear one thing and then just it spreads like wildfire from there. Yeah. Because it's so easy to just like see things being a certain way and because you don't have all the information you don't you can't like make all the connections that need to happen it, it's yeah. just easy to do everyone does it we all do yeah you just you get this assumption in your head and that's where you go without knowing the full story the full backstory of what's going on right and i mean but yeah you're right everyone does it to some extent usually it's a reasonable understandable explanation sometimes it's not and yeah yeah that's why i approach things the way i do and try to have talks like this where we can hear like there's people in the chat and they might have experience well we could bring that up when and you have personal experience being there in a really great time as it fades went away now you're back in the current is it were you referring to like new and old dan's as like previous owner current owner yeah okay i guess i should yeah clarify that previous ownership new ownership yeah so you were just calling it new dance because it's the new owner and stuff it's yeah newer newer oh, like i'm doing a lot of air quotes tonight it's okay <laughs> but yeah new management since since the very tail end of 2019 yeah understand like, like very tail end of 2019 yeah so that's just the importance i think of having multiple sided conversations and understanding that all of these different sides do exist and try and cover everything possible and that's all part of this transparency thing that you talked about and just being as transparent as possible yeah which we know bmx is not all the time just the way yeah no for sure that's like i said we've that's what my that for me that's what i really want to to get across just the company in general just make it like really show like who we actually are Mm -hmm. i don't think we did a very good job of that beforehand somebody just said the old website was easier to use (laughs) i mean that's good feedback yeah i I, some agree i do extend do agree because it had been so it been like that for so long you guys should just go back to the og <laughs> dance comp website with the list of everything on the left side oh, yeah. i remember that website i ordered and got this shirt uh, yeah. I, <laughs> from that website you should do that for i uh, see how we can do that for april fools is make it look like the old site <laughs> oh my gosh dude so i have like, a drawer beside we me. had to change at some point there was that period too which certainly didn't help where they changed because this is they were already that's when things were starting to go downhill yeah. then they 
we changed the website, which fully good intentions, but the layout that we chose just ended up not. And I mean, we did all the all the testing and everything, but when it finally launched, it for whatever reason, it just didn't really translate as well as what we wanted to. Yeah. And for us, because we worked in it for so long, building the new website that we knew how to navigate it really easy and to us it made sense but like everyone else it had been the same website for over 10 years mm-hmm. you know what i mean and a drastic change like that it's yeah it's very easy to uh yeah to... it's much better now it's much better now i'm looking at it right now i don't it seems it seems, seems like a website that's, yeah you know, it's good do you guys still do uh free t-shirts no we talked about doing something like that and don't never say never that kind of thing yeah we do a lot of free t-shirts on like if you go to an event that we sponsor and we sponsor a lot of them yeah chances are you're going to get a free shirt at some point (laughs) okay but uh yeah no free shirts and orders right now the fun (laughs) thing that we're doing now is we're doing like limited edition stickers Oh, so nice. we've got a bunch of like pop culture reference stickers that we're doing. That's so always got, been a thing, for sure. Yeah, so we, we've always done like the sticker stuff, and sometimes there would be pop culture references in there, but now we're it's like a, a hard limit of this is limited edition because it's like we did a Stranger Things one when Stranger Things was yeah big. nice. That's awesome. I remember the uh, the Pokemon one dude there's i that's, that's always been a thing that was like what cool stickers am i gonna get in this dan's catalog or this dan's order i will say i'm very that was my one contri- contribution beforehand of sticker design and a lot of the people there just didn't get it that's I'm funny. like no like this would be awesome and sure enough like we did the stickers and we had team riders like give me a whole pack of them all right i i have to i'm gonna grab something Tell me, tell a Dan's comp story. It oh, might God, take me one second. Story? How do you put me on the spot like that? Oh, Jesus. You have Dan's comp answer. story. Yeah. Give me like a scenario at least. Oh, there's so many. Oh, man. Yeah. God, you put me on the spot. Honestly, there's so many stories that I I don't even do. Stuff from Interbike, stuff from Do Tour trips. God, uh, I have no idea. So, give me a topic. That's okay. Uh, is Matt Wilhelm the longest sponsored rider from Dance? He probably was. He no longer rides for us anymore. We talked to him a little bit to try to get him back in some in some aspect of it so maybe i actually need to talk to him again and, and see if he might be interested but matt i've met matt so oh hell, hell yeah <laughs> you've met matt <laughs> i've met matt a few times and he's he's so nice here let me hold on one second i'll show you my stash i i literally have all of the dan's comp stickers that i got <laughs> as a kid right here like there's the pokemon one Oh, nice. Did you yeah, guys? Got, this bag is full of old stickers that we did. All right. I'm going to go through some of these because this is just Here's fun. A, 
Yeah, Pokemon right there. Uh, let's see. Random fork question. Do the Odyssey F32 forks with 990 mounts also come in Chrome? Correct. Yes, they do. Product questions. I don't. I'm glad you know that because yeah, I can answer product that stuff one. anymore because I don't work directly with the products like I used to. Yeah, I have to. I'm not as uh, on top of that as I used to be. Man, <laughs> I must new be. products, sure, but discontinued or older stuff. Yeah, I always loved this one. I had a shirt with this on it, the lightning bolt. Oh yeah, Dan's logo. And this is the thing, like as a kid, I ordered from Dan's so much, just like everybody else did. Oh, we've got a lot of, of good ones coming Ooh. for sure. Oh, my camera finally died on me. All right. Give me two seconds, people. I have to, I have to make a switch here. Uh, yeah. So, wait, you saying you have a lot of good uh, stickers lot coming? Yeah, we've got a lot of new sticker designs coming that are like the limited edition one. A lot of, I shouldn't say all of the limited edition, but if you go to an event that we sponsor, there's a good chance we'll have those limited edition stickers there. Right. This one, it's kind of crude, but so during, during, a, it was April 1st, we did it. We did an April Fool's joke where we did it. Only fans, but it was only Dan's. <laughs> it like had an actual website. No that you, way. Like it was a link that you clicked on. It, it, it the feed was from our team writers Instagram. No. And so way. we did a an only an only Dan's, and then this oh, one we didn't do. Trying to think of where they're at. Here's one right here. We're like since we did. Ow. Only hands we had to do the, the dance hug. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. Those did not, uh, yeah, we didn't put a bunch of those out for obvious reasons, but I feel like if you were an adult and you went to an event that we sponsored, you probably got one. <laughs> I've seen those around. The only Dan's meme was hilarious. I agree. That is too funny. Almost good here. The quality is about to make a very, very drastic change in my camera because this camera is like a thousand times better than the one I had on. Nice. Let's see. I got the, uh, I got some playing cards here. That's a I good one. I think you did that one for a, uh, a lot of the stickers designed back then were actually from company events that we did. So. Every year we'd have a company like, uh, I guess it's like a local company picnic type thing where everyone mm -hmm. from Dan's would just, we'd meet at one spot and have dinner and do games and that kind of thing. And it was always themed. And I think that was the one where it was uh, themed to be like a casino. Oh, yeah. I just found a really, really good one that I didn't see. Sorry. Oh, the Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> we should probably bring that one back. Why not, right? I mean, you could yeah, do all the these GTAs, again, couldn't you? And the, they're making an, another GTA. We should probably bring that one back. Yeah. And I mean, they're, aren't they like, I mean, don't, couldn't you redo any of these in theory? Yeah, yeah. So I, I have more here, not stickers, but I, 
I just think this is going to be super fun since we've gone through like the bulk of the Dan's comp conversation, you know, yeah. uh, I've got something I think would be really fun to take a look at quickly because in addition to having all of my uh, stickers from being a kid, I also have all of my Dan's comp order forms. Oh, shit. <laughs> as being a kid what's so, the oldest one we're, we're gonna find out look at this no way oh yeah can I use this code it only expired in 2015 <laughs> free shipping on orders $50 or more dude that is so funny that's awesome that you kept that stuff dude I have all of them I think all right, so what's that? I some of those I might actually be in. How would you know? If it is saw, I'd have to see the photo. Oh, okay. Let's see. I have other stuff in here too. I basically just kept like everything like this as I was growing nice. up riding. Okay, so there's actually quite a bit more than Dan's comp in here. Alright, let's see here. The oldest we've got. 2015, 2013. Yeah, I was there for that. 12, I think. 12 might be as old as it gets. Did you ever call in and place orders? Oh or man. Call only online. I feel like I probably did it all online. Okay. So that's where I started was actually customer service. So we would get well sales customer service. So people would got back when people would still call in nice. and play orders over the phone. Dude, I just found money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> Twenty bucks. <laughs> it's cause it's uh got the name or number from our crew in it. Six nine one. All right, here we go. Let me put these in order of date because I think this would be really fun to just go through and, oh, yeah. and see what I ordered and when I ordered it because I don't even remember. Man, July 2012 was the oldest one. Okay, so April 18th, 2015, I ordered some Shadow Ravager, Ravager Petals. And nice. a tube. And I got free shipping. Oh, I ordered five tubes to get free shipping oh, by yeah, going nice. over 50 bucks. You know. Nice. Okay. Let's see. Seven tubes this time. <laughs> <laughs> to get over $75 for the free I mean, you should never have too many tubes, so. Right. Uh, animal GLH tire and a oh, shadow. Oh, I wrote those. For the longest time. Mm-hmm. Those are awesome back tires. And they were only $13.99. God, tires now? The price of rubber has gone up. It's, it's right. insane. Uh, a tube was only $3. Which, I mean, depending on where you buy them now, you can get them for close to that still, which is pretty crazy. Like, if you go to Walmart, they typically cost more than buying it from us. Like, we still try to keep our tubes pretty cheap. Yeah. Uh... There's like seven, eight dollar tubes. 
I yeah. see $20 tubes at, at Walmart. It's crazy. Um, we got a chain breaker replacement pin and a Odyssey or Snafu Astroglide upper cable. Interesting. Brake cables are still almost the same price. This was eleven ninety nine for an upper yeah, cable. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. How crazy is that, man? I didn't realize you ordered so much. I, that's awesome. Dude, this is not even half of the times that I've ordered too because <laughs> I started riding in 2006 and ordered from Dan's until I got like connected with companies in 2013. Nice. Let's see. Ooh, this was a shirt load one. Props t-shirt, S&M thermal. Still wear that. Odyssey nice. big wheel tee. Don't wear that one anymore because you couldn't read it. That's why it was on sale for 15 bucks. I always liked that shirt. It was different. Yeah, I've got There's the one. I'm thinking of. I got the one with green print on it, so you literally couldn't read it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, ooh, the Tree 4130 uh, Chromoly sprocket, the spline drive one, like mm -hmm. one of the first spline drive sprockets that was like, dude, I bent the crap out of two of those things. You know, what's funny about that is I worked with Sam over there when they when they started doing the 22 millimeter. Uh-huh. We found out later on, because we have a few customers call in, hey, this 22 mil 40, or yeah, 22 millimeter 48 spline drive isn't fitting my 22 48 spline cranks. Oh. We, we found out, like, I went through all the 22 48 spline cranks with s several different spline drive sprockets and found that the, they cut the teeth differently. Yep. They still yeah. do that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it's something to do. I can't remember. It's been so long, but it's something to do with, like, one of them was a true metric. The other one was standard converted to metric. Five eighths to 22 millimeter. Yeah. Because five eighths is really, 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 really close to 22. Yeah. And then ended up that and the, the splines were cut differently. Mm -hmm. I remember getting all that stuff when they started doing that. Yep. Trying to figure out who's, and you could tell like who used the same manufacturers overseas when I was doing that. Right. Ooh, so this is one that I did on my buddy's birthday who got me into riding. That's funny. Uh, a Hoffman sprocket because it was on sale for 14 bucks. I remember Along this. with the tree sprocket. And I ordered a bunch of spokes. The spokes were 35 cents each. That's almost mm -hmm. double now. That's so sick. Than just the nipples that came with them. When you used to get, I got a hundred spokes for thirty-five bucks. That is a deal today. Mm -hmm. Oh, check this out. Okay, this is kind of cool. So there's a tube in here, and then I bought the uh, original super slim knee pads from Shadow. Oh, nice! I just wore those today. <laughs> the original ones or the new ones? Not the original ones, but like super slim. Yeah, I mean, I literally like ride for them now. So I like, I was an OG supporter. Nice. I love those dudes over at Sparky's. Yeah. And those knee pads are the bomb. They yeah. are so good, comfortable, and I have smashed my knee like horribly and been fine. I'm trying to start wearing pads more 
now, and the super slims are, in my opinion, the way to go. They're just so comfy. Unless you're doing like big box jump stuff. Yeah. Or a riding vert or something where you need to possibly end up sliding on your knees. Yeah. Or you like, have a t impact from like, you know, 10 yeah. feet in the air in yeah. those situations. Yeah, maybe. But for general riding, like the super slims are awesome. Yeah. Dude, I got free shipping on an order that was $32. <laughs> that is insane. We still do something like that. It's like super saver shipping. Like certain stuff is free, automatic free shipping or yeah. automatic like 99 cents shipping, something like that. Dude, this one's even cooler because this is the first bike part that Victoria bought me, I think. She bought me a rim. And it's got her right. name on it, her address, and everything, and I still have it. That's Which so rim did you get? The Quadrant, Odyssey Quadrant. Oh. What rims do you run now? Because you ride for Alienation, right? Or you get hooked up by Alienation? Yeah, so on the bike I ride at the skate park and street and whatever, I have a Felon on the front and a Vandal on the rear. Okay. And I, I the Vandal, I used to ride the Felon on the back until the Vandal came out. And the Vandal holds up for me better than the Felon even did. So I ride Felon's front and rear. And man, I've, I've told this story before, but I've legit taken a chunk out of the sidewall of that rim to where you can actually see inside the rim. And we trued it up and I rode it like that for a lot longer than I should have. Yeah. I sweat by those things. Oh, I haven't tried the Vandal. I, I need to. I think, I mean, I loved the felon i really i mean yeah, i had to right. ride them for years to get them to a point where i needed to replace the rim yeah and the vandal is even better you know i'm gonna check it out then next time i need it but i just built up a new wheel not long ago yeah so probably not gonna need it for a while but yeah i, I swear by those things i remember, i was actually because it's funny because you rode or you ride for alienation uh because I was one of the testers for the tubeless system. Nice. So I, that's why I started riding felon rims. Yeah. Because they're tubeless. That's and awesome. And ever since then, I'm like, damn, these things are, these are legit. Yeah. They're strong. Uh, so there was a question here, and I feel like I already know the answer, but somebody asked, how old do they still have order info? Do you Not have any? any from old from the old yeah. like old ownership none there you go that's a bummer i would love yeah to it, that's know like, that was I part would. of it yeah like i think they got just like a handful of them mm -hmm. but that's what sucks is they don't have i guess it was they were supposed to but that never yeah i, I don't know what transpired there but they did, yeah they didn't get anything so since like October 2019 or November 2019 is when it starts. Right. So the last one here, I just bought a cable hanger and then another one of those chromoly spline drive sprockets because I bent the crap out of the first. Or no, this was the first one. The set, the other one was the second one because I bent the crap out of that thing, casing on a big quarter. Man, let me. You know what? I'm gonna look through this. I've always been a frugal shopper online. <laughs> Not a single one of these has a charge for shipping. 
<laughs> well, I don't blame you. Yep. We always have coupons out there too, not like trying to be that guy like point well, I guess it is the company I work for, but <laughs> there we do have like if you go to just search Google search Dancecom coupons and we've got a whole page that's updated every month with promo codes. And then plus every now and then we'll post stuff on social media like special codes or that we have and things right. like that. Which is, I mean, everybody does that. Yeah. It's uh, not any different than what everybody else does anymore. That was a fun walk down memory lane. That's was... my <laughs> sticker bag from nice. forever. I'm going to do a video just going through that. But I got to, like, I can't show any of those order forms because they have my address on them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I've got similar similar thing with bags or stickers of like brands that like limited edition stuff that brands did you remember that animal sticker I, that was always my favorite the one that said something about obligatory giant sticker for photo contingency <laughs> it was like it was this big of an animal sticker it said animal a little bigger or something i can't remember what it was but it was hilarious yeah, i never i don't remember seeing that but it's really funny i think that was one of those that i just kind of lucked out but they sent a handful of them or whatever. Yeah. Phew, man. So, how often, like, you ride, obviously. So, like, what's your riding life like? I just rode today, actually. Uh, I mean, I try to ride at least, at least two times a week. Because I've got a family, wife, and all that. Mm -hmm. um, and I also, that's like, for fun, I try to ride two times a week. And then, like, for videos, sometimes I have to film, like, a clip for, like, B-roll or, or if I'm filming, like, a trick, um, a trick how-to or something like that, then I'll ride a little bit like that. But riding for a video, for me, is different from riding for fun. Right. So, but, yeah, for fun, I'm at least, at least twice a week. Nice. That's awesome. Where are you riding a lot at? Like, what types of stuff? Streets, like, where I love riding street. I think just because that's what I grew up riding. But um, I like transition a lot just because you don't have to really do a whole lot. Mm -hmm. I'll go to the park and literally just, like, flow around, do tabletops and turndowns, and just be totally satisfied just doing that or boosting a quarter or whatever, like, I'll ride a skate park and do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Every now and then I'll get like a wild hair and try to do some lines, but I normally I just kind of flow around at a skate park. Nice. But a, a street's like the main thing that I really enjoy. But dude, nobody who rides or works for Dan's rides bikes. <laughs> right? <laughs> As I rode today with another coworker. I love it. <laughs> That's funny. Nice, man. Uh, you guys got, you ever ride trails? We, we have some trails that were built by some mountain bikers. So, well, they have mountain bikes, mountain bikers and like the dirt jump bikes is what they have. So they don't have really good lips on them. Mm -hmm. They're, and they're pretty small, but we do have like trails nearby. They're just not very prominent. So we don't ride them a whole lot, but I will certainly 
ride trails. It takes me a bit to get comfortable at trails just because I'm so used to riding like a transition, like a concrete or like a smooth concrete or metal transition that's consistent. Yeah. And you know how dirt, dirt gets if they're not well maintained, they just kind of suck sometimes. Yeah. So if you get out there at the right time after they've really groomed them, and we've done it like taking a shovel out there ourselves and, and done it, but yeah, not a whole lot of that around here. We're supposed to be getting a new skate park. So I'm in Southern Indiana mm-hmm. um, in the Evansville area. So we're actually, they, they're supposed to break ground. They announced it last year, but they're supposed to break ground summer of 2023. And it's supposed to be Indiana's largest outdoor concrete park. Nice. It's going to be about 15 minutes from me. Can't be. So that. once that is built, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, man, we should, next year for our trail gym, should get you guys to come out and be there. Yeah, because you're really not that far. Like, I feel like we've probably been to a lot of the same stuff, just not at the same time. Yeah. Because we're really not that far from us. Um, how far are you from Ray's? That can tell me real quick. Oh, God. Ray's is, it's, you can drive there, ride, and drive back home, but you're getting... I mean, you're getting back home midnight, 1 a.m. type thing. Yeah. It's, I'd have to look at it. It's not like a, a short drive. It's more than, I want to say, it's definitely more than four hours. Okay, well, however far Ray's is from you, I'm an hour less than that. Okay. So I, just off the top of my head, I think it's six sure. hours, but I'm not positive. Gotcha. I drove. I only rode there one time. Yeah. I had laughs there, but or maybe maybe it was twice. But yeah, it was a it was a blast. The place is awesome. Yeah. Well, how far are you from Kentucky? So I'm like literally right on the border of Illinois and Kentucky. So when we uh, ride, we typically go to Kentucky, or we'll go to even Missouri, like Ramp Riders. When it's uh, haven't been there in a while, but when it gets cold out go to Ramp Riders. We did have a, a short-lived indoor park about an hour or so from me that unfortunately closed. It was enough to like satisfy the itch when it was snowing outside. Mm-hmm. You drive there. It was built by skateboarders, so everything was smaller, but they were cool with bikes there. So I'd go there. So I didn't have a reason to really drive like two and a half hours. Because that's what sucks about where I'm at is the nearest... The nearest like decent park is about an hour, and that you've seen that it's the concrete park. And if you guys have watched any of the Dan's videos, um, it's the concrete park there. That is with multiple videos. That's about an hour from me. But anything, and that's a pretty small concrete park. That's an Owensboro, Kentucky. Gotcha. Anything else like Louisville is two and a half hours or yeah, two hours away. Ramp Riders is two and a half hours away in St. Louis. Bowling Green, I like that park a lot, but that's also two and a half hours. Everything is in a two and a half hour drive from me. Gotcha. Bowling Green Skate Park is sweet. I like that park I a lot. We're actually time. talking about going next weekend. Nice. Nice, man. Um, on that note, what uh, what's the future look like for Dan's? What do you guys got cooking up that you could talk about? Uh definitely gonna do some more we did a 
we brought the dance jam back. Uh, instead of doing the parking lot jam and building all the ramps there, we did it in, I'm trying to think of it, it was, Bloom, it was Bloomington, if I remember right. Bloomington has a new indoor park that's called The Warehouse. Mm-hmm. And super cool. Uh, you guys, if you want to check out that video, um, Joe Battaglia came out. Um, like We had a pretty good turnout for like the first one back. Yeah. And so that Bloomington has two outdoor parks plus that indoor park. So that was fun. We're going to do more of that and hopefully make it even bigger this coming year. Mm-hmm. And we definitely have some big plans in the works that I can't really talk about, but it should be pretty huge. I'm really excited about it. Um, more video parts from see Matt Ray had, we just dropped Matt Ray at it last month, which was awesome. Uh, he and Jonah did amazing on that video. And let's see, he's got a, he's got a bike check video coming out nice. in December. And it's funny because, like, you know, most bike checks, it's the guy rides and then he talks, rides a little bit, clip, here's my bike, clip here, clip there. Yeah. He filmed like a legit full on park edit before he even gets into the bike, which was like, you don't see that. So I was pretty stoked on that. Nice. So that'll be coming out. We've got some, uh, some special things in the work with Matt that'll also be dropping around that same time. And yeah, um, some changes to the team that I'm I'm hoping will will come to fruition. So yeah, we definitely have some plans for 2023 that I'm really excited about. Nice man. Some of it right now is kind of we're just at the planning stages of getting everything, but I'll let you know for sure once we uh, get closer. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so I got couple small more questions here one i just remembered somebody asked earlier and i forgot to ask uh was is poverty or was poverty a dance comp company yeah okay so they started poverty that's an interesting question they started poverty as a response to the fact that at the time there wasn't a whole lot of companies that were doing budget-minded parts Mm -hmm. so that's like the whole part of the poverty buck 99 yeah like buck 99, it was 199. That's where the name came from. Um, the poverty G ride, like the whole point of that was because these companies, if they came out with a complete bike at the time, there wasn't any budget-minded bikes that were actually good. Yeah. You had like essentially a Walmart bike, which was junk. We all know that. <laughs> like right. it is what they are. Uh, if it gets you into BMX, that's great. But you know. But you know how it is. Yeah. So they had like budget-minded bike. It's like, okay, this is a legitimate BMX bike that you could really start riding with, and it's going to hold up pretty decent for you. And then all the higher-end brands had hiring of plea bikes. Well, eventually, those brands saw that that was a good idea, and that they could actually start selling budget-minded bikes without ruining the name of their company or anything like that. And I think that was a lot of it back then. In the, like the early 2000s is some of these brands were really worried that it would hurt their image yeah having like more budget-friendly stuff but finally they came around and like they that's why we stopped doing poverty because we're not going to try to compete against these brands that we're also trying to support yeah 
Makes sense. So at the time, that's why we did it. But that's why you don't see it. We still have the name poverty, so it's still licensed. So we, we, I've talked about like jokingly bringing some stuff back. I don't know what that looks like, but I'd like to do the. Remember the poverty penny sprocket? Literally, someone just said the poverty penny logo sprocket was sick. So yes, yeah. I would love to do that again. You know, it's like a 25, 27 tooth. I ride 27 tooth, and there's not. It's pretty uncommon. So, yeah, that's weird, dude. <laughs> yeah, 28's just a little too much, but 27 is perfect. A little more top speed. That's funny. But uh, just doing, you know, something like that would be awesome. I don't know if we're ever gonna do, get around to doing it, but I'd love to do something like that. Yeah, that's that's funny. Because we uh, still have the name, so. Well, it's there then. Um, so the next question thing. I, I definitely think you should bring poverty back at least for some fun stuff because there's no reason like not yeah. to uh some retro stuff yeah but my buddy sponge he said i'd be curious how someone with a smaller company can get things sold on the dance platform if that's even possible do they go out looking for product to sell or do people approach them like, um both so if we come across something that's like super unique, we've reached out to those companies and said, hey, let's try to work out something. And other times people just reach out to us. So if you just want to email, it's like general customer service, they'll forward you to the right person. Yeah. So yeah, we, we definitely do that. We've done that with multiple brands in the past um, and like video, people making their own videos we've mm -hmm. done that like writing crew yeah that kind of stuff we've we've done that so yeah i mean it's definitely possible you just basically if you're a person of the company to reach out to the proper channels and if uh it makes sense then i'm sure yeah. it probably would happen the hard part is being a smaller company like if you're just trying to get your foot in the door what we look for is how are you supporting BMX? Like, do you have a team? Are you throwing jams? Like, what are you doing to try to give back to BMX at the same time? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like, you know, I mean, I'm just throwing an example out there, but maybe you have like a, a stem. Well, everyone has a stem that looks exactly like your stem. Right. But, but nobody knows of your company and you don't have a team, like it's just a, a stem that looks like everybody else's, probably not going to do that because we've got, everyone has all these other choices of like a brand name, you know, stem that's just like it. So why would we do that? But I don't know, if you're something different and unique, then absolutely. We've done that a bunch. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah, so I thought that was a really good question. Yeah. So something to bring up uh then another part of it too is do they market to different age groups which is an interesting concept in 2022 because i feel like we have more older riders coming back into bmx yeah. than ever before i don't know we don't really like market certain we don't split it up or anything yeah like what you see is is going to be throughout all the the platforms we do like just any other 
like our competitors, we work with a third party that will do like, if you see those, those ads, ads. Like, yeah, like everyone does those. So that's right. third party stuff, but it's not really like targeted towards age group. Right. That, that makes sense. Uh, so on that note, you guys should uh, pick up an older rider for the team who's absolutely killing it in the Midwest or wherever, I guess. There you go. I mean, yeah, there you, <laughs> there you go. That's my uh, that's my marketing advice from my marketing brain. But that's a really cool thing. Is anyone else already ordering parts? Listen, wait. I'm gonna get a promo code from Dan. Yeah, I'll get you. Actually, yes. No, I meant for me, so that I can. Oh, <laughs> my you. my affiliate code. <laughs> wait. No. Just... Okay. Yeah. You do. You do your thing. You do your thing. I don't have. I don't have it. We'll figure that out. Maybe that'll be a thing in the future. But uh, this has been a really informative talk, though, and I appreciate like the transparency and the in-depth like conversation about specific topics. Cool. Yeah. No. Thanks for uh, letting me like kind of set the record straight. I guess that that kind of thing. And yeah, it's all about transparency. It's like I said, same like core company, just a better better backing and obviously even more riders. In fact, I think we're actually, so anybody out there listening, we're actually hiring for a, another BMX specific customer service rep. And I think we've got one position open in Chico where we're located, Chico, California, and then also another one that is um, remote. So if you've, if you're big into BMX and you know your shit, you know, like, apply it's at the bottom of the dancecom website i think there's a like employment opportunities or something like that so if anybody wants is interested for sure like just hit us up and apply well guys it's been a great run on youtube i'm gonna go be a dance comp customer service rep <laughs> there will be no more videos ever and sorry <laughs> thanks for inviting me on this this is fun absolutely i think that's I mean it's, I'm just impressed with the way that everything has gone from the dans that people saw as things were turning downwards to being purchased by a main and just making a complete 180 do you uh, this is gonna be the last thing do you feel like dans as a company is in a similar or better position than it was like at the peak of when you were there before better better there you go yeah uh, that's i guess it's really the multiple reasons but that's i mean yeah better okay uh that's that's awesome and this dude jfc mtb in the chat said i've got over 20 years of customer service experience i'm in listen <laughs> get go. connected and I'll send you guys an invoice for the finder's fee. <laughs> no, but uh, it's been a good chat. And if, I mean, just shout out where your, your Instagram and stuff so people can follow you if they're interested and the Dan stuff. Sure, yeah. Obviously, uh, Instagram for Dan's is just at Dan's, Dan's Comp Instagram. We're on TikTok now. <laughs> That's the thing. Dan's underscore comp for TikTok. Uh, Facebook, obviously. My personal one is Mikey underscore likes underscore bikes on instagram 
there we go. And the Dan's Comp website is obviously danscomp.com. Yep. So that's it. Thanks for tuning in to this one. I've got the news 10 a.m. tomorrow. And then directly following the news, I'm doing a live with Sponge. We're just going to chat. Nice. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks, everyone. Thanks to uh, Mike E. Like Spikes. And uh, we'll see you in the morning. Peace.